Welcome to Forever's podcast. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Amanda Egan. Amanda is a mom of two and lives in Essex. Um, originally, she worked in sales in the fitness industry. Her forever journey started 16 years ago, leading her to both marriage and marathon running. We're going to talk about how she has successfully developed her business, the skills that is required to be successful, and has allowed her to create a lifestyle that works for her and her family over time. So welcome, Amanda. Oh, hi. Hi, hi, Diane. How are you doing? I'm really good, and I'm excited <laughs> for our conversation. So 16 years, that's quite a long time. Um, if you can remember back that far. Um, so you came across Forever 16 years ago. What was what was going on for you at that time? Yeah, so I was a new mum. I was probably late to the party, so I was 34 when I became a mum. So I was in the midst of just trying to figure out who I was um, and trying to bring up my son Alfie. Uh, so I'd kind of worked, I'd done the whole full-time work for a long time and I became a bit disillusioned with the amount of hours I was expected to work and always being on commission-based earnings. So I think when I had Alfie, I was looking, I was looking for a different way of working, but I actually didn't think anything like this existed. Hi. Okay. So it's almost a case of you knew what you didn't want, um, but you didn't know how you're going to find what you did want and, and, and make that happen in your life. Yes. Yeah. It was more about what I didn't want, but I, I had never seen anything like this around. And obviously back then, and it, it is such a long time ago, 16 years, the world has changed so much, but there wasn't any social media. So yeah. I literally was in my home thinking, how am I going to do, how am I going to do both jobs? How am I going to get a full-time income? Because we were a household that needed two full-time incomes. And how am I going to be this mum that in my mind was a mum that was there all the time in all the key parts of Alfie's life. And I actually didn't want to pay to have him in childcare, even if I had the money to do so, because I just wanted to be a hands-on mum. Mm. Yeah. So, you came across forever like so many people do through the products yes using them and um and when did you think oh my gosh this this could be a business for me what what went on what was your thinking process I guess it was about six weeks after I started using the products regularly and I came to this decision where I thought these products are actually they're excellent they're nothing like I've used on the high street there isn't any hype with them. It's as simple as um, they are a natural range of product or naturally based products. If they don't work, the company is so open that they'll just give you your money back. So I'd not only started using one of the main products regularly, I was using many of them. And even as a, I'd, I'd class myself as an introvert, even mm. as an introvert, people around me would say, what, what are you doing? You look really well. You've got more energy. you hair, skin, nails, all looks much better. What is it you're doing? So I kind of fell into the business because I started building a regular customer base without even trying. Right. Um, and it's quite interesting, as I said, because I am a, an introvert. So I just thought these are so good and I need to tell other people about it. So the person that I was buying the products from came around one day and said, look, why don't you look at the business behind these products? You already like the company, you like the products. You've got the trust um, and there are so many people around the world like you, Amanda, that are making this a full time thing. So I was open to it. And because I already love the products and the company, I thought, well, yeah, I've got nothing to lose. Mm. My 
about I'd say about another six months after that I developed a full-time income um and my situation changed I became a single mum and I used to drive past this most amazing school and I didn't go to an independent school myself but this school had an open day I went along to the open day and I I bought into what they were trying to achieve which was she said to me I don't care really the headmistress said I don't really care what your child is good at but I promise you one thing I will find it and I will give them every opportunity to be excellent and mm-hmm. so I was all in on an independent school journey which you know th- these days is around 400,000 pounds from reception through to finishing and going off to uni so I needed to do something very different in my life that could support that financially and nothing that I'd done before could have supported it. So I'd pinned everything on forever and because you could say I had a very big why, I got to work and I grew as a person to be able to grow a business that could support that independent school education. Wow. Um, what what qualities do you think that you already had um, in order, to, you know, t- to become successful? And what qualities do you think you had to develop at that time? I I now know I was a really resilient person and mm. I always have been. And um, I'm not afraid to get uncomfortable. But as I've already said, I'm what you would call an introvert, a shy person. But I had this inner core in me that, I was someone that's that when I said I was going to do something, I did it, whether it was uncomfortable or comfortable, made me feel happy or made me feel sad. I was someone in my life that had always been, if I say I'm going to do something, I am going to do it. Mm-hmm. Who who inspired that in you? Did that come from a parent, do you think? Uh, my parents are working class, um, really dignified working class people who always worked very hard and I could see that they hadn't never had the lifestyle that they I felt they deserved Mm. um so I think I was always open to seeing that the people that I loved worked really really hard never really got the the opportunities that allowed them to to break out of that sort of that rut of working long hours for other people Mm. and I just in my heart I believe there must be another way there must be something more than this yes so six years into your business, you're presumably quite successful at that point. And um, was Alfie in school then? Yeah, so Alfie's in school. And um, I I hadn't done any sport when I was at school. I wasn't a sporty person, but I did. When I left school, I, I got into sport and I, I realized straight away that it was something that not only made me more sociable, but it also made me um, my mental health improve. So sport's always been a big thing since I left school. I I had this idea that I wanted to take up running, long distance running. I'd never run in my life before, but I entered an event and I literally bumped into what you would call the pacer, which is the person that wears the flag that people follow because they want to achieve a certain time. And this pacer was a guy called Mike and we got talking and he knew, I know he knew I was completely out of my depth. <laughs> And we got talking and he said, look, you know, you can you can actually do this. It's going to be fine. So it was quite a short distance. And at the end of it, he he asked me out on a date. So I said, yeah, great. And 
um, we got on really well. And then we went on another date. And on the, the second date, he said, let's go for a run. <laughs> and at the end of the run, I'd run further than I'd ever run um, on my own. And he said, look, I'm going to be pacing a new marathon in, in nine weeks in Milton Keynes. Um, why don't you just do it with me? Um, <laughs> and oh. I think because he, because I obviously wanted him, I wanted to impress him. And <laughs> because I didn't like to say no to people that I sort of believed in. I said, yeah. And I had no idea. He started to write these figures in my diary. I thought, what are these? So these were... These were distances that I needed to be running within two weeks. So it's like 10 miles, 12 miles. Anyway, I I did my first marathon in nine weeks of training. I wouldn't recommend that training route for anybody else. It was horrendous. Um, but we run for a charity called Action for Children. When I crossed the line um, and you get your medal, I, I had a, a bit of a light bulb moment and I could see what the point of it all was that yes the marathon was great it was very hard but what it did was it made you uh, grow and it made you achieve things you thought weren't possible and then at the end of it you also raised a lot of money for something you believed in so very quickly I got into the next marathon which was the London Marathon and then over the last uh, few years I've gone on to run I think nine marathons hundreds of halves raise a lot of money for charity that we really believe in um and it's just been an incredible journey if I'm being honest we've had lots of you know press coverage because we've we're a couple that run together our our kids run so a couple mm. of years ago we were the first family ever to run the London Marathon with mum dad daughter mm. um, so it's we've we've just had lots of support from Action for Children but for me and Mike we don't it doesn't feel like a chore because they ask us to run a marathon we train, we spend a lot of time together, we we chew the fat on our runs and we get really fit. We raise lots of money for charity and then we get the honour of running the London Marathon or whatever marathon it will be. And we feel good and they feel good. So it's a no-brainer. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, and if it wasn't obvious from our conversation, you went on to marry your pacer, didn't you? <laughs> I did, yeah. I forgot to mention I... <laughs> went on to marry my pacer um who's my absolute soulmate and um running has been a big part of our relationship wow an action for children it's not a charity i know what what do they do um it used to be the old national children's home um oh. so basically anything to do with childhood uh support a lot of these children have come from uh foster care broken families um it it's not a massive charity, but it makes a huge difference to so many people's lives. Mm. And going back to your running, um, I know you mentioned about the, the mental health benefits, psychological benefits. What, you know, can you, can you, um, you know, enlarge on that a bit for me about what it, what it's brought to your life, the running? Yeah. It, again, it, it's probably, deepened that belief of resilience and it's not a coincidence I think the first marathon that I trained for in the normal kind of six months of training was the start of the biggest growth period in my forever business oh. and that, yeah that's because of a couple of things my belief increased I felt in invincible because I thought if I can get my body to run a marathon then I can do x y and z in my business there's nothing stopping me and 
because the business was so good with forever the great thing is you've got complete time flexibility you know i i used to go and meet mike i was living in felsted then i used to go and meet mike at his school in cambridge and i'd meet him at all different times of the day to go for a training run and he didn't know much about my business then um and he said is this business you've got you need to sit down and show it to me because I've never known anything that gives someone so much flexibility. Wow. And presumably the products have been helpful to you as well. Um, what are your favorite products? Usually. Um, so I think on an average day, I use about 20 products. I've never stopped drinking the aloe drinks ever. Um, obviously RG, the Arctic Sea, the Marine Collagen, Forever Daily, um, that includes everyone in the household. Um, when Mike and I first started getting serious, I had a bit of a test and my friends were, we were laughing about it behind the scenes, but I had a bit of a test with Mike that if he didn't use the products and love them as much as I did, I would find it very difficult to have a long-term relationship with him. <laughs> and fortunately he loved the products. He said, these are great. I've, you know, why isn't everyone using these? And Mike teaches economics in a top school in the UK. And he says, show me this business. And he was like, this is an absolute no brainer. You've anyone who looks at this business has got literally nothing to you to lose because the start your journey pack that you purchase to get going contains more product in value than the price of the pack. And you can use all the products. You can do nothing with it and you haven't lost anything or you can use the products in that box and the support that you get to go on and build a big business. This is risk-free business. He said, I think it's brilliant. So the fact that Mike believed in the products and then Mike believed in the business model probably really underpinned our relationship because I couldn't you know, share my life with someone who didn't feel the same way about forever as I do. Mm. Well, it's good to hear that he liked them. It could have been a very different story. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Now, going back to that time, you know, you're saying pre-social media and so on. How how did you go about um, building your business? You've said you're an introvert. So um, did you find it hard? I mean, in some ways, I can perhaps understand that you had such belief in the products that it was that that came quite naturally to you, perhaps talk about those. But sometimes struggle, can't they, talking about the business opportunity? How did how did you get on with that? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did struggle. Um, I did lots of different things. Some things worked, some things really didn't work. But I, I was open to trying lots of different things. So back then, mm -hmm. I did lots of events at schools, school fates, school Christmas fairs. I advertised in lots of post offices. I put flyers in coffee shops. I put flyers through people's doors. I also have always done a lot of business networking because I used to do it for the last company that I worked for. Mm -hmm. So in my local community, I'm part of a business networking group where I meet up with local business people every every week. And we work hard to give each other business. So um, I took forever to that opportunity. And a lot of my customers have come from business networking, but also my team members have come from business networking as well. But a combination of many things. I, I think what I've learned, I've attracted people into my business that are introverts like me. I've attracted people into my business who are extroverts. And I, I try to find out, with the people that I'm working with, 
how I can help them most to build a business and find different marketing strategies that suit their character. And once people get comfortable with the way that they're working, I then introduce them to other things that could also work for them to grow a business that will be outside their comfort zone. So that mm. it doesn't feel like a, um, a struggle all the time. But I'm, all, I'm always honest with people. I've had amazing highs in forever and I've had some times where I felt like throwing the towel in. But I think that's the same with everything in life. There's times when I go out for a, a training run and I've run a marathon before. So why does this happen? I'll go out for a run. It might be a 16-mile run and it's horrible. I've got sickness. I've lost my motivation. I give up. I think I'm going to give up, but I don't. And yet the next day you could go out and do another run and it's absolutely brilliant. And it's the same with business. You have to be able to be able to take the, the good and the bad and try and be consistent with your activity all the way through that. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And I think that is one of the beauties, isn't it, about people who are involved with fitness or sports, um, the ripple effect, they're applying a lot of that, that same thinking and approach into other areas of their lives. Um, so, the, yeah, that that's interesting to hear, actually. Um, do you still do business in the same way as you did in the beginning or have, have you evolved how you do business? Um, obviously, social media is a huge thing now. And when it first came out, I was someone that sort of thought, well, I don't want to put pictures of my son in the bath on Facebook for everyone to see because I'm a really private person. So I was very skeptical about using it and sort of kind of sat on the sidelines for a long time. But I now understand it is a really useful tool. And also you can scale your business in network marketing so much faster if you're prepared to go and use social media. Um, but I would say for me when I and I am using social media and I have introduced people into my team and I have uh, brought new customers on board through social media. I would only ever be the same person. So when you see me on Facebook because we've been out for a run, I'm not going to put any filter on my picture. Mm. And when you see me on Facebook working with a mum in a coffee shop, if she's there with, she's brought her child along because she hasn't got childcare and the child's having a bad day, I'm not going to filter that on a picture because mm. I want people when they join me through social media to think, um, if they meet when they meet me in person, I'm exactly the same as I am on social media as I am online. So there's, there's no uh, discrepancies at all. It is a real business, and I'll show. I wouldn't be ever be negative on social media, and also I I never look to start. You know, I'm never going to say something quite highly opinionated on social media. Although I am an opinionated person, I just want people to see the real me because I think it's a very useful tool. I think that's um great advice, um, and I think. I think people are crying out for more authenticity, aren't they, on social media? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't feel great when they've been on social media because of that filtering and, and depiction of perfect lifestyles and perfect appearances and all the rest of it. So it, it's contributed a lot to unhappiness, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And also when 
with my new team members when they're apprehensive about going onto social media and talking about their new business venture. Their what their biggest concern is that someone that they know, they like, they trust is going to say something negative to them. And the reality is, is if anyone, and it's rarely happened, honestly, it's rarely happened to me in person or online because I'm not highly opinionated online. If someone says something to me negatively or is quite unkind about my business, I always look at it as, listen, has this person got the business and the lifestyle that I'm trying to achieve? And normally the answer to that is no. Does this person have the fitness and the wellness I'm striving every day to achieve? And normally the answer is no. So I'm not going to take advice from someone who is who doesn't live the life that I want to live and doesn't have the business that I want to grow. Yeah, very important. Um, who who we listen to and um, take seriously in, in that regard. Through using social media, have your has your team and your customer base um, extended in terms of geography? Have you got a wider um, people spread over a larger area as a result of social media? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had some interesting situations where, for example, a customer that I I work with in the real world, so face-to-face, um, things like you know, her daughter was travelling around the world and her daughter wasn't very well, so... She said, could I reach out to her daughter? It just happened to be on one particular occasion. She was in a youth hostel in Australia and I managed to get her some aloe vera while she was there within 48 hours. Um, So although I wouldn't say I've had customers reach out to me from a larger geographical area, my existing customer base, which is often a face-to-face one, because they see me online as well and they know we're a global company, have said to me, oh, I've got a friend in Spain who's always got this um, health challenge. Do you think they could start drinking the aloe? Yeah, of course. And do you think you could send them some? And I say, well, I don't need to send them some because we're actually in 160 countries. So I can just have them have some products sent to them from that country uh, very, very quickly. So that's been great to be able to, to kind of connect the dots because people see me online and they're able to understand that it is a global opportunity and have there been you know when you reflect and you've obviously got a lot of experience and walked the walk or run the run we should say um have there been surprises along the way for you about how how your life has unfolded <laughs> yeah I mean I literally I didn't think it was possible to be able to earn an income in the way that I have in the last 16 years. And like everybody, I've had lots of things that have gone on personally that have been really challenging because that is life. And the global pandemic as well compounded that, Um, you know, I've lost parents and things. Um, Forever has always been there and sort of supported me around all of that. So I've, I've, I'm just ever so grateful to have ever come across something that I used to think was impossible. Um, and I also had quite a sort of negative view of this kind of business 16 years ago, mainly because of lack of education. But I used to turn my nose up at <clears throat> people that did these sort of things um, because I thought that they never worked. But I've proved myself wrong that they do work and it is real and it is possible to work in this way. I mean, literally this morning, I've I've got up, 
I've taken my son to the station because there's a problem with the trains. I've come back. I've done uh, a workout. I've then um, gone and met someone in a coffee shop. I've shown them the business opportunity with Forever. She's very interested to come to the next step and uh, in-person event. I've come home. I've fed the dog. And now I'm sitting here talking to you from my living room. I mean, it's just such a unique and a free way of working that I can see now when I worked for different companies, I never fitted in. And I think ultimately what I was looking for was time freedom. I, I will work very long hours when I'm qualifying or trying to qualify for an incentive. You know, it's, it's all forever and I'm really intensively working my forever business, focused on achieving a goal. But equally, there's been times in my business where I have been able to park it for, for eight, ten months while I've had other things going on and still earn a, a really handsome royalty style income. But I haven't worked my business every day. And I don't I just don't think anything else out there can offer you that kind of flexibility. So what do you think your life would have looked like without this? Or it's probably an impossible question. And if you think it's a ridiculous question, you don't have to answer it. No, so I can I can tell you what it would have been. It would have been a succession of uh, companies that I would have worked for that the cycle would have always been, got really excited to have been offered the job, started working to, for them, found it to be really good within a three to six months, seen the massive cracks, uh, had a period of feeling quite uneasy, quite unhappy, quite demoralized, then started looking for another job, then found another job. And it would have been lots of cycles like that because that's exactly how it was before before I had Alfie and found forever. Yeah. And what's what advice would you give to anyone starting out? I mean, you obviously do this with your your team members. Where where do you what do you what do you um talk to them about in the beginning in terms of getting started? I my approach has always been um rather than sitting down with someone and showing them a, a business model and a structured marketing plan where you can achieve this, then you can achieve this, and then we'll achieve this. I get people building a business before they've even realized they're building a business because most of the people that I work with are mums. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of mums, they their lives have been turned upside down when they become a mum. And they've lost a bit of identity, a bit of direction. So when they start using some products that straight away improve their health, they start to feel better. And then I say to them, do you know, have you got anyone else that you think, you know, that might benefit from these products? Oh, yeah. Well, let's introduce the products to them. So now they're earning a, um, a retail income, which is a nice chunk of money that mums can earn really flexibly every month. And that's a really nice thing. And now their confidence has really grown. They're looking good, feeling good. They feel part of something really special in the team that we, the environment we create and in forever as a company. And then they always come to me and say, look, you know, I love using the products. I've got a great customer base. How do I do what you're doing? How do I move this business on to the next level? How do I start qualifying for the incentives? So before they realize it, they're building a really lovely business. And then we go back to the marketing and plan, marketing plan. And I say, look, you're here. I'm there. And this is what we can do together to move you from where you are to where you want to be. Sounds such a sensible approach because you're not overwhelming people, are you, in the beginning? Yeah, um, I, 
Yeah. I think a lot of people come into Forever because they need to earn an income. And let's be honest, the the economic climate at the moment, it drives a lot of people that just need to earn an extra income. That's absolutely fine. And so they come into us earning an income. And I think they stay with us. They stay with Forever. They stay in our team because of the way we make them feel, which is empowered, confident, um, that they are valued and they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. So important, all of those aspects. Talking about incentives over the years, what what incentives have you qualified for? Have you been on um, some of the, the travel incentives and so on? Yes, yes, I've been. Um, I think I've had about eight-ish trips so far um, all, all around the world and in the UK, places I would never have thought about going to even in the UK. Um, the thing is with Forever, it's, the first trip was a bit overwhelming because I, again, I didn't think this, I didn't think it was real because I turned up in Sardinia. It was the most beautiful complex that forever had taken over entirely. And there was loads of people from all different countries wearing their traditional dress. And I, I absolutely love living in a multicultural society. So I was sort of kind of taking it all in. And then, um, the food was amazing. The training was amazing. The parties were amazing. The room was fantastic and I think how can this be real and it was I felt I can remember walking up to another forever business owner who'd been around for a long time and she said you've got a look about you that I had when I first came on one of these trips is is this real and I said yeah she went it's totally real just soak it all up Amanda because um these are amazing trips so it kind of fueled me on to the next one and I, I've taken Alfie on a few of them and he's he's absolutely loved it but a few of them he hasn't been able to come on because I couldn't take him out of school I probably should have done now looking back I think I would have taken him out of school because of what he would have gained from the trip but back then I was a bit focused on not missing school so I've taken my friends I've taken my sister and the like even though they know what I do in forever they're just blown away by the way that forever put you first and nothing I think I've remember being in remember being in Mexico and we were already going to be flown to Dallas they'd chartered two private planes and we got to Mexico and for some reason the hotel couldn't provide us with a meal that night absolutely no problem I can't remember why when we got back to our room there was an envelope put under the door which just had money in to go and buy ourselves a meal and they oh. they, just, they didn't need to do that <laughs> but they did Wow, that is very thoughtful, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, um, what are your aspirations now? In the, are you good? Are you a planner? Do you do you have goals and do you map out your future? Are you one of those? I am. <laughs> so <laughs> you you won't be surprised about that. Um, I. So my son, Alfie's doing his GCSEs in a few months. So it's quite a stressful time at home. Um, and then obviously going on to A-levels. My goal is to get Alfie off at university. And I know I've, I've done all I can to give him a good start. And then Mike, Mike is going to be leaving teaching. So um, he's probably would have done 33 years then. And wow. we are, we're going to be moving to France, the south of France. Are you? Yes. 
<laughs> it's somewhere we go every year on holiday. It's our really happy place. We love everything about it. And so we've got a kind of two and a half year plan. So my real focus in the next two and a half years is to grow my forever business uh, again, grow up to the next level so that I can enjoy a really fantastic lifestyle in France. But obviously with social media and technology like we have now, I can still massively support my team, come back for the events, come back whenever I want. So the long and the short of it is in two in two and a half years time, I will be uh, 54. I will be able to basically be living the life that I used to think was virtually impossible. Wow, that's wonderful to hear. And I've got no doubt you'll achieve it. And um, thank you. It's been, I've really enjoyed our conversation, Amanda. And I think you've probably inspired a lot of people who um, are going to listen to this. So I really appreciate your time. How can people connect with you um, if they'd like to know more? Um, I think Facebook's probably the best place. That's one, I think, because of my age, <laughs> more on Facebook. <laughs> Um, then, then I am on Instagram, just sort of trying to look at TikTok. But if you reach out to me on Facebook, Amanda Egan, you'll find me there. Um, just drop me a message and I'll more than happily have a chat with anyone uh, just to see what it's all about and how it how it could benefit them. It's always about them. Thank you. And that's Egan, Amanda Egan, E-G-A-N, isn't it? That's it, E-G-A-N. E-G-A-N. Well, thank you, Amanda. Love talking to you. I hope to catch up with you um, before too long. And um, I might be coming for a holiday in France. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you.